Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined via Zoom. Hi, my good pal Lee. And how are we, mate? Very good, mate. A bit tired. Obviously, been up since half four, but it's what it is. Yeah, tired like the rest of us boxing community trying to keep our eyes open today. Um, I've, I've had a little man. Um, I had no rest. I just had a little man running about like a lunatic. So. Does he stay up and watch the fights with you? Nah, I didn't make him. I didn't make him for this. The others he does, but not not this. Yeah. Well, look, last night, let's jump straight in. We saw the end to a trilogy, which has really sort of defined this era of heavyweights, in a way. Um, just how brilliant, first off, inside and outside the ring has this whole sort of saga been for boxing? Yeah, it's been, it's been mad, isn't it? Because, obviously, the first fight, obviously, got totally, like, robbed blind. Uh, obviously, the 12th round, um, that Matt, how he ever got up from that, I'd never know. But then to go into the second fight and obviously absolutely destroy Wilder and then Wilder come up with these silly, silly things with gloves, fucking cheating allegations and stuff like that. And then obviously, it just it, it was draining for every, like, everybody involved. It. Obviously, for Tyson and that, it was shit. And... and and then obviously it got postponed because of COVID and stuff like that. So, and then last night I thought one of the literally one of the best fights I've seen live, not live obviously, but on I watched like uh, on the telly, um, absolutely unbelievable. Um, just non-stop action, loads of knockdowns. In that fourth round, I was like my hands on my head thinking shit, shit, shit. <laughs> so, but. Um, Tyson showed his class. Um, he's the best heavyweight out there, um, and he showed last night. Uh, great, great KO. Yeah, we're going to talk about the fight in a little bit more detail, but just before that, there seemed to be like a, a bit of a delay before the ring walks, and I see a couple of uh, tweets from people over in the States, some journalists saying that it had to do with Team Wilder being unhappy with the gloves. Obviously, you know all about that sort of side of the sport. You've been in changing rooms before, big tense yeah. fights. What can genuinely be done about them sort of factors literally 10 minutes before you're going to walk? Nothing, because you, every every title fight, every, a world title fight, title fight, um, you you have a rules meeting with the commission, with like the WBC, WBO and stuff like that. You have um, a rules meeting where everybody chooses their gloves. So you've got three sets of gloves. So you... you if Wilder wanted Everlast, he has his Everlast. Um, the Fury wants Paffin, he'll have his Paffin. So they'll be laid out and obviously they'll, they'll try them all on and everything like that. And they're all signed by, signed by the fighter and signed by the commission. And then they will be taken away by, by the uh, referee or by the uh, commissioner. Um, and that's it. Them gloves are, are gone. They're picked, they're done, everything's done. Obviously, if... If a fighter's not happy with a certain glove, well, we've all done it. Obviously, I see Paul Smith was getting them to get weighed the other day. A lot, a lot of this is mind games. Um, but obviously, if if they ain't happy with the gloves, and obviously that normally the champion is get, gets a choice of gloves. If he wants the the other fighter to wear a certain set of gloves, it can be contractually in that inner contract that could be you've got to wear these certain gloves. But obviously, um, but that is all sorted out when the fight's made as well. Um, yeah, but other than that, there's nothing really that can be changed because 
like you see, like JD's was in that changing room watching him get his hands wrapped, then watching him get his gloves on. That's it's just standard practice. Like, um, I think it's all just mind games from Wilder. Um, nothing can nothing can happen like at a late stage. You're not changing gloves and stuff like that. No way in a million years. Yeah. Well, thankfully, they did ring walk at what felt like eight in the morning. But uh, yeah, loads to talk about. Let's start with how Deontay approached round one. So it, it kind of looked like we'd seen a bit of a reform. There was um, a bit of work behind the jab, some... Yeah, some like that. That so. a good job with him. But then listen, Tyson was just obviously just feeling him out, just being Tyson. Um, and then obviously... It was it was just once he got the, after the first round, and then you see Tyson just he's, he knows what he's he's been in the ring with him. That's the third time, so he knows any other fighter he's boxed. Um, so, and um, the first knockdown, <laughs> everyone I bet everyone was just jumping about and that, thinking, "Yeah, we, we're ready to go now." And then obviously, when he come down to when he knocked him down twice in one round, I was like. No, please, I said. But, um, yeah, no, it was, I thought it was a very, very, very good performance from Wilder, but also a very good performance from, um, you know, a great performance from Tyson. But if I was, obviously, brave corner, like like you said, obviously, Max, Max said he's not going to throw the towel in. But how they were sending him out for the last couple of rounds, it was like he was... He was bleeding, weren't even there. Do you know what I mean? He was like, his arms drooping down and everything like that. Normally, if that was a train, a normal trainer that's going to care for their fighter, you just, you'd be, wouldn't be sending him out with the best heavyweight in the planet like that. So it's a bit odd, but obviously, he wanted his, going to get his paycheck. He don't want to be falling out with him and stuff like that. I understand his reasons, but if that was me, obviously, I'm not a trainer, but if that was me or, one of my fighters, I would have been quite happy for him to be pulled out um, a, a couple of rounds before. Yeah, do you think there's a little bit about Wilder that almost because of what happened in the second fight with Breland and whatnot, that if he was going to be beaten, he kind of wanted to be beaten to the point where he can't make an excuse. He almost how, wanted to be beaten happened. up. Yeah, how it yeah. happened. He got, he got chinned. Um, I understand that. He does, that's how he wants as a fighter. Obviously, that's how some fighters don't want to be carried out. They'd rather be carried out or knocked out. But still, it's, he's got family. He's got to go home to his family. So I'd, I'd be thinking, if I was his trainer, I'd be thinking of his health rather than his pride. Yeah. Well, he hasn't covered himself in glory at times, like you said, about the, the excuses after the second fight and whatnot. But I suppose we can say categorically that maybe for the first time in his career, he showed real heart and real bollocks as well, Wilder. Yeah, no, 100%. And listen, he's, he's a world-class heavyweight. Um, there's no doubt about it. He's well, But I'd love, I would absolutely love to see Wilder versus AJ. That'd be, listen, someone, be, that won't even last six rounds. So, that, that's just a straight out. shootout, isn't it? Is that just a straight shootout? I think so. I think it's just a shootout. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Wilder's still got a future in small. He's made a lot, a lot of money from the Fury fights. He never made nowhere near that sort of money till he fought Tyson. And now he's had three paydays. So they've all earned a fortune off each other. So fair play to them. Now Tyson just needs... Well, with Tyson, who does he fight next? Obviously, 
Usyk's going to fight um, Joshua March or April. Um, obviously, Tyson's got his uh, rematch. Well, not his rematch. He's mandatory. But Dillian's in a tough fight. A very, very tough fight. So it could be a rematch with um, Wallin. Yeah, but we know with the heavyweights, we never sort of get what we want, do we? It's been like the last couple of years, it's always been up and down. But then I suppose that's with every division in boxing. And... Listen, Dillian's a very, like, he's a world-class heavyweight, but he's obviously, you've seen that he can be knocked out. So you never know with him. But listen, he's a very, very good fighter. I would love to see the build-up for Dillian White versus Tyson Fury. The press conference is the way it would be absolutely brilliant, wouldn't they? No, yeah, no, don't get me wrong there. So, Tyson and, and Dillian, or Tyson and Alexander, there'll be two very different build-ups. It'll be almost like two chess players and then two people yeah. just going at each other. But they're sort of two fights that, I suppose, are they two fights that, not two fights Tyson needs, but are they sort of the logical steps then to get rid of a mandatory and then, and then fight Alexander Usyk? Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, I think he, he beats both of them. I, I don't think, I think Usyk will be a tough fight, but... Usyk's not going to do what he did or did with AJ against Tyson. Tyson's boxing brain is a million times better, in my opinion. But um, and I, I think he beats. Yeah, I think he beats them all. I don't think there's anyone out there that can beat Tyson Fury. Yeah. Do you think we learned anything about Tyson last night that we didn't already know? That he's got a massive set of bollocks. He's just, he's just, it's just a typical, just, it's just, I don't know, it's hard really because you've seen him get up from, from big, uh, big uh, knockouts, uh, knockdowns. Um, you've, you've seen his boxing ability. You've seen, I think we've seen everything we see last night already, but it's just how that, how Wilder approached the fight. Um, it was a different sort of approach, sort of thing. So you just see how how good of a heavyweight he is. Yeah, obviously we saw him come out and say after that Deontay didn't want to give him respect and whatnot. You've spent a lot of time around Tyson. How does he speak of Wilder? Because although he winds him up like rotten in these build-ups, it actually seems like the respect kind of works only one way. Listen, Tyson's respectful to everybody. Obviously, I'm not, I don't know him as well as a lot of people, but he's always been very respectful to me, to everybody around him. He's never, ever been disrespectful to anybody. He's always got time for everyone. And to, for someone to, to go that many rounds with someone, he's 100% respects Wilder. But for Wilder not to give him that respect back, I think it's a dog move. Yeah. Do you think that's just sort of a heat at the moment thing? Because obviously this discussion was in the ring and he had just been sort of pretty much he ain't, come, he ain't come out and said look he's the better man or anything like that he's just come I got beat I wasn't good enough so he ain't gonna say no I got beat by the better man or anything like that he said, I wasn't good enough yeah. so he's still not giving him the respect yeah do you reckon one day they might do one of these Frotch and Groves tours or is that off the cards do you reckon <laughs> I don't know okay, no chance. I'd, pay to, I'd pay for a ticket <laughs> Thank you.
This is Andy Perrault for Boxing Social in association with, Bet with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by promoter Frank Warren. Frank, it's the morning after the night before, uh, an absolutely amazing ending to three brilliant fights between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, which saw Tyson pick up that late stoppage victory. Uh, just going back to it, kind of, how would you look back now you've had a, a little bit of sleep? I don't imagine too much because the adrenaline's probably still pumping. Oh, it's just the most amazing... Uh heavyweight fight I've ever seen uh, or oh, probably one of the most amazing fights I've ever seen I mean the, you know these two guys uh, it was an epic it was it was a, you know a total war and when you well it's, it's funny before it before the fight you see Tyson coming into the ring dressed as a, a, a Roman uh, centurion and 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 that's what it actually became in that the two gladiators at the end of the day in in the ring and sometimes there weren't a lot of finesse about it I mean they slugged it out there was, yeah, I felt that Wilder, when he, I felt for me that Wilder, only chance to win that fight was to do what he did, which was to come out early. I think I meant, you know, when we did the interview, I said that, you know, I think he'd come out and he'd be trying to take Tyson out um, early. It won't, be, it won't be no sort of, you know, you know, standing back in boxing like the last few fights because that's the only way he could he could do it. And he was nearly, you know, and he and he he, he stuck to that game plan. And as a result of that, it became what I said a shootout. I thought it, I thought Tyson would have stopped him in sort of by five six rounds, but um, you know there were things happening that fight I never thought would happen. I mean, you know, Tyson going down twice in the fourth round. I don't know how on earth, you know, he, he did it again. Uh, got through that. Um, Deontay going down and tight. I don't know how he got up, but it was uh, it was just like the most for me nail biting, uh, worrying. You know, sort of t took everything out of you. You know, it just drained you watching it. And God knows what they must have felt like in the ring. What they give the two of them. I mean, they were two. two it was those two outstanding, brave fighters in there in 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 a, in a brutal fight, but. Tyson, for me, you know, he's just a, he's just a, a a total total modern day gladiator. I mean, that's what he is. He just will, you know. There's no quitting him. There's no you're going to get the better of me. Whatever it takes, he does to prevail, and he did it again. Frank, there's so many things there which you've mentioned, which I want to kind of pick up on. But let's just go go through some of it. Um, firstly, just kind of Deontay's initial approach. We saw him in the first couple of rounds trying to work uh, Tyson to the body, but Throughout his game plan, did you see anything different in particular of, of how he wanted to try to get to Tyson? Yeah, well, I, thought, I got first of all, I got to say what you know. Um, I I I weren't sure, you know, um, with his new trainer, I, I, you know, with Malik, I weren't too too sure how that was going to go. But Malik done done well and he got his tactics right. You know, that first round, and he was throwing those body shots, but you could see what he was doing. And he was doing them long. He weren't like he was inside doing. He was jabbing to the body and throwing a lot. But, but he, you could see he was trying to get Tyson to draw his to drop his hands, and I was and you know he throws that sort of unorthodox looping right hand, and I felt that's what was going to happen. Um, I've got to take that. That's Sorry, okay. No, that's okay. Point. Frank, just picking that back up there. Obviously, you had another commitment to take care of. Uh, we were talking about the the difference to Deontay Wilder last night. What he did differently to the past two bouts, and you were talking about Malik Scott's influence, and how he did get it right. For as long as what you know, Deontay did last night. No, he did. I mean, that first round coming out throwing those long shots to the body, you know, um, you know, they were good tactics for him. 
they were good tactics and he, and he and he was there for a while wasn't he he was there and he was competing and he, he i mean he, he showed what a warrior he was um there was times when i felt he like tyson was not that much away from stopping him he was just uh, or one punch away from stopping him but the uh, at the end of the day um you know it takes two to make a fight like that it takes two two guys to you know to sort of bear everything bear, you know bear their souls put their put their put everything on the line and they both did that and uh, I take my hat off to to Deontay Wilder and Malik Scott for what he did I thought that Malik Scott uh, done a real good job with him Frank that third and fourth round could you ever ever imagined or can you recall two rounds where you've been there live as dramatic uh, as what they were look there's been lots of dramatic mo moments in boxing but you know there's bo there's heavyweight boxing and there's boxing it's an old adage and the fact is, I can't think of too many heavyweight fights like that. I mean, that was that. Was, I mean, it was just something special. You know, you think about Bo, uh, Bo Holyfield, and, and great. I mean, great, great fights. It's, you know, th this fight was was something special. Absolutely something special. What went through your mind when you did see Tyson on the deck? The, the second time, I was worried. Obviously, I was worried, and you know, and I thought, I thought he got. I just thought he got a little bit careless. He got a little bit careless and he got caught, but he got he got careless twice in that round. But he's dangerous. He's a dangerous man, Deontay Wilder. He's a and he had nothing to lose. He had nothing to lose. He had everything to gain and nothing to lose. And that's how he fought. Frank, no handshake at the end of the fight. We saw Tyson go over to, to try and you know, speak to Deontay and I imagine saying a great fight and put, put their bad feelings aside. But what did you make of, of kind of Deontay's reaction? I don't know. I don't know what it is with Deontay. He was a bad loser in in the last fight. A very bad loser. All the ridiculous excuses. And for him to do that after being, you know, being one half of an of a, of, a, of, of an epic fight, I thought was pretty sad. And uh, it's a shame because Tyson went over to show his respect to him, and and you know, he he, he could accept it. So hopefully, maybe he reflects on that, and they can he can. Hopefully, they'll, when they meet up in the future, it'll be a, they'll, they'll, they'll be a more of a. It can be more friendly and, and accept where he's at. But it's you know, it's, it, it was a, it was a shame. I don't think he does himself any favours sometimes. Frank, when the contracts were signed for the first fight back in 2018, could you have ever imagined it would have taken three years to complete a trilogy? But a trilogy as good as what we've got. Well, I mean. No, you wouldn't, but then again, we had COVID in between, didn't we? And uh, that's, that's what it was. If it hadn't been for the COVID, we'd, if it hadn't been for that, Tyson would have had the, the, the third fight with him a long time ago. There would have been no problems with arbitrations and things. That fight would have been out of the way. And he may have fought Joshua by then. But that's how life is. But then, but then we would have been cheated with such a fight last night. You know, we've never seen that fight. And that fight, that fight is there. That's his, an historic moment in world boxing and probably you know one of the for Brit one of the again one of the greatest performances from a British boxer ever where does that that fight rank Frank for you in any event you've been to live it's the best it's the best no doubt have you had the chance to look back on it yet no I haven't looked at it I mean I, I, I don't know if I've got the, I, I, <laughs> I don't know Go through it, well, knowing the result now, I would, but I'm just to watch it back. No, I haven't had a chance to. But being there, watching that, participating, being involved in in the promotion, you know, all of us, we were privileged. We were really privileged, you know. Bob's Bob's been in the business now. Was it 50, 52 years? And I've been in the business for about forty five now. So between us, 
we've had a lot of experience and uh, both of us said this that, you know we both agree on something that's the the best we've seen Tyson's come back from battling his own mental demons Frank to picking up the one belt he hadn't had previously in the WBC well I'm picking up that ring magazine as well we're just an amazing story really isn't it Frank to, to come away with his, his victory on this trilogy night as well that fight was his life you know he was or the trilogy trilogy was his life you know fought his way through no one thought he was gonna no one thought he was gonna do it he won the first fight he got robbed second fight done the business this one he was up he was down but what he's shown is what he's all about which is a big heart and a big you know a motivation and will not be nailed down and for a guy to come back from what he come back from all those you know that that, that dark hole he was in uh with the the drug abuse, the boozing, um, suicidal faults and tendencies, um, to get to overcome all those demons and get himself back on track. You know, he's got a great family, you know, he's got children, his, his wife Paris, who's an absolute rock for him. To, to get, be able to do all that is, is, is a testament to the man. And, and that's what he is, he's a man. You know, there's, there's nothing about him that as a boxing fan or a person you can't admire because he's been he's 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 been there he's done he's been there and done everything and he carries on doing it he is he's an inspiration i think frank does it amaze you as well in such a, a, sh a short space of time the work that himself and sugar hill have done together and the changing his past style of just being that slick boxer boxing and moving to now going in there brushing his opponents and effectively stopping deontay twice now well, you know, Sugar's done a, a terrific job with him, and they, and they bond, and it's a great thing to see the two of them, the way they work together. I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased, I think. And Tyson, you know, he said last night he, he, he paid tribute to Sugar Hill, as we all do. You know, he, he's done a fantastic job with him. He doesn't like to compare himself to, to past heavyweights out of respect, and he doesn't like to talk about comparisons as to how he's fared against them. But, Frank, in your opinion... How would Tyson Fury have ranked against a, a Mike Tyson, a, a Muhammad Ali, a Lennox, a, a George Foreman? The list goes on. Well, that's what we do as sports fans. You know, we talk about would this footballer be better than this footballer? Would this, would this, would the great Arsenal team of, you know, the invincible teams be a better team than it is today? Which is no, it would be. But, <laughs> but as far as um, boxing is concerned, he's there. I mean, he's the greatest heavyweight of his of his era. You know, he went to Germany, beat Klitschko in his front of his home fans, 54,000 people beat him, comprehensively out beat him. We, as we just talked about, you know, his well-documented um, problems that he had. Uh, then came back after six months, losing 150 pounds in six months. Two quick warm-up fights, in with Wilder, gets rubbed, beats him the next time, and then done what he did last night he's 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 gone on the road remember he's not one none of these fights took place in the uk away from home different countries you know he's traveler by name traveler by nature he's a warrior uh he is the he is the, the standout heavyweight of his generation and he'd be at any he's, he's in any top five in my opinion and there's a lot some people may say he's the best but one thing's for sure you look at all those fighters those great names and tyson fury is there alongside them, and and you, if he was, if you if you could ever make one of those matches, it, well you can't. But if you if it ever were to happen, you look at this six foot, was he six foot, nine. six foot nine guy, um, big man, and and as fast as he is and so forth, 
they'd all they'd all have a have a big problem with them, and some of them would really struggle with it. Frank, is it as simple as what's next now? I mean, we have as you mentioned, we haven't seen him in the UK for quite some time now, for for quite a few years. Yeah. Is is that something Tyson's keen to kind of? Mate, could have now get back onto home shores. Look, I, you know, he'll, he'll make his decision. When, there's no rush for anything at the moment, but we'll make a, he'll make his decision in the next few weeks what he wants to do, and then once he does, we'll we'll make it happen. I'd love to see him fight in the UK again. It'd be great for the British fans, and and I'd like him to feel the love from the fans because he's, you know, he gets wherever he goes, he's a man of the people. It's not like he's not he's not got this entourage around him and whatever. He's a man of the people. And I think, you know, I think, you know, if we could get him on again in, in the UK, that would be be a fantastic night. Obviously, we know that while in mandatory, will have to. Well, I imagine would would take place next if the WBC were to enforce it. Is that before you guys are just kind of looking at now, or do you think something else could still pop up? I, 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 at the moment, I'm really, you know, I'm not really giving it a lot of thought. Um, you know, the whole team will have to sit down and we'll work it out. But uh, you know, Dillian White's got to get through. Volume first, and I don't know whether he will or he won't. I think it's a tough fight for him. Tyson actually thinks that Otto Volume will beat Dillian. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, that's what I said. It'd be a tough fight for him. I think I think he's going to have his hands full. Uh, final one, Frank. Before I do let you go, we've seen Tommy Fury out here. Um, it's a lot of reports about between him and Jake. He's supposed to be close. Can you fill us in anymore? It's very close. I'm just hoping we can get it over the line. And as I said, we've all been working very hard to make it happen because they, you know, they want it, and it's a great. It's a you know it's a, a very lucrative fight for Tommy, very lucrative fight, and um, it's one that everybody wants to see. It. Look, that's what they're all been talking about. As you said, everyone's talking about it. So, we're, we're, and I suppose you know again after last night and seeing seeing the uh, the big man, they all want to see his brother in action. So you know, fingers crossed we can get that over the line. I'm quite sure we will do. Exciting times ahead, Frank. Yeah, we're good. I mean, you know, you think about it. In the last few years, you know, Tyson from nowhere, everybody had written him off. He's there, number one, number one in the world under his era. And then we got number one in the WBO with Joe Joyce. Number one in the WBA, we got um, Daniel Dubois. We're in good shape. Plus all our other, all our other guys. We got, we, you know, we're we're flying at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 good fun. Frank, I know I've caught you when you've got to get ready to get to, get to the airport, so I don't want to keep you for too much longer. But I appreciate you doing this this morning. Uh, safe travels back to the UK as well. I'll see you soon. And to you, young man. Thank you. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here with my good friend, Billy Nelson. Billy, I was fortunate and lucky enough to be at that fight last night. Probably one of the best heavyweight fights I've seen in a long time, the knockdowns, the knockout and, and stuff like that, man. Uh, yeah, just talking about what your thoughts are on that fight last night. Wilder versus Fury. Fury versus oh, Wilder. <laughs> it was simply a fantastic fight, wasn't it? it was, I mean, it was breathtaking at times. I mean, immense credit to Tyson Fury. He's proved now that he's undoubtedly number one in the world. Uh, but you've got to hats off to, to, to Wilder because he showed something last night. I, I must admit, I never thought he had. Uh, as, much of, 
heart. Balls. Balls, yeah. Balls. You know, as much, I mean, you know, I thought it would, I, was, I thought it would vote a lot quicker than that, but uh, fair, fair play him, hats off to him for me. It's such a fantastic fight. When Fury knocked Wilder down in the third round, did, did you think in your mind that uh, this might be over early? I thought, it, well, I did say previously, I thought it was going to be a, a quick fight. I thought it would be over in less than five rounds, but like I say, uh, Wilder took, took some big, big shots, didn't he? I mean, he'll have a sore head this morning, man. Well, when Wilder knocked down Fury in the in the fourth round twice, man, and Fury was definitely hurt with that right hand in the first knockdown, oh. man. Uh, did you think that maybe Wilder got that second wind and he was going to come back and maybe stop Fury? Because a lot of people's heart was in their mouth. Well, when it happened with that straight right, Fury, no matter what big Fury says, he never, he never hurt him. Yeah, listen, pictures don't tell a lie. His body shuddered, didn't it? Mm. His body shuddered. Oh, how well did he do taking that shot? I know they're both tough and tough as old boots, man. He's heavy. They, they always say, like, it takes one punch as a heavyweight. But, I mean, Wilder and Fury seem to be taking the big heavyweight shots. And well, I've got, to, I've got to say, I've got to say, I thought it was the best heavyweight. It's one of the best heavyweights, heavyweight fights I've seen in my life. Thing. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's how good I think that fight was. Yeah, I think, Billy, you're not the only one that thinks that, to be honest. I think everyone that I've spoke to so far, Frank Warren said it, Bob Arnum said it. And a lot of people that I spoke to down in the hotel in the MGM here have said it as well. So I mean, tremendous. Now talk to me about talk to me about the stoppage then. I mean, while the should the fight have been stopped in your eyes? Aye. How far? I how think far? Well, listen, see, with the fullest of respect, and I don't like you, you know, you're not here to slag off uh, other coaches or, or 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 corners or teams or anything like that, but See when a boxer's not giving you any any form of eye contact in between the in between the rounds, that's a sign of distress, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, his head was down there the whole time until maybe the last five seconds and he put his, his face up to Malik Scott. That man was struggling big time. It was, it was clear it was clear for all to see as well. I mean, it was, you know, nobody can nobody can argue with that point. Um I would have liked to have been seen it stopped either by the corner or by the referee a little a little quicker. Mm-hmm. But he took some. I mean, he took some punches at the end there. That that last punch was quite. It was quite sickening. That's what I mean. Sorry, the 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 general public don't realise truly how how big and how hard these guys hit. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, they really don't. They think, oh, he's he's been knocked. That's ferocious punching. Mm. So the knockdowns looked like it was ferocious. Wilder was out on his feet, with it seemed like the uppercut and the left hook came in, and he swung a big right hand mm. and. Oh, Wilder's tough. He's got heart, and he, uh, we were saying as well at the press row that he's got a solid chin, man. But there's only so much you can take, and then obviously the referee done didn't even, didn't even start the ten count. He knew he was out. No, I knew it was, it was down. I think a lot of that was down to fatigue as well. You know the, but it was still a great punch. But what about the knockdown uh, where he, he slipped the left hook and that wee short right hand? That was a, a nail and a punch. That's that's things that you practice on the pads. He's practiced that. Mm-hmm. that Obvious to me, you don't see you don't see Tyson inside rolling so much, but he rolled inside, uh, slipped under the, the the left hook and a wee short right hand, and that was right on the money. That shot, yeah, that was a that was a cracker. The peach won it. Uh, mm-hmm. After the fight, Tyson went over to Wilder to congratulate him and, and obviously be the sportsman, and because it is it is boxing, man. People say once you share a ring with somebody, 
and you've been in a fight, like that mutual respect is there from 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 that from the end of the fight mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But Fury mm -hmm. went over to Wilder and went over to congratulate him and wish him well and stuff like that. But Wilder pushed him away and basically said he didn't want nothing to to say anything and stuff like that. And what, what you, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think he's mentally? Well, who, who, who's more the man now? Who's more the man? Tyson Fury for being a sportsman and, hmm. and trying to at least make an attempt to be a sport, you know, be 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 the bigger man. Yeah. And uh, uh, Fury let himself down badly. Fury Wilder let himself badly down badly there, I think. And he'll regret that. He, he will ultimately regret it. Well, you're hoping, hope, hopefully in time after, man, I think somebody said it was 33 rounds they fought with each other. Oh. Um, I'm trying to do the math in my head quickly. Yeah, 33 rounds they've shared or something like that together, man. Surely they sh maybe not now, but in, in the near future, man, they can, they'll both... But it should be now, Andy. It should be now. It yeah. should be now. You should just say, well, listen... It was a close fight, the first fight. I've always maintained it was a, a pretty close fight, the first fight. Yeah. Second fight was dominant display. That was a, just a, a great fight last night. So I should be there shaking the man's hand, congratulating him, say, listen, you're a better man. I've had three attempts. I've no beat you. Shake his hand. Mm -hmm. Tyson Fury, the best heavyweight on the planet right now. Yes, of course he is. Mm. Needs to get all them belts, though. He's, he, listen, if Dylan White comes through all a while and on October 30th, it's, it looks like we'll see White versus uh, Fury. The White has yeah. to get through what all Wallen, though. No, he will. He will. Listen, as I've said previously, if Wallen never, got, if, if, if Tyson never got that horrendous cup, mm. that that fight was one very quite one-sided. I fully expect Dylan White to stop him. If he doesn't, then he didn't deserve to be able to fight for a world title, does he? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's a fight that we all want to see in the UK, obviously, White versus Tyson Fury, because they do go back and forth on Twitter a lot. I'm pretty sure the way they talk and the press conferences will be fun, the weigh-in will be fun. Well, so I just hope it comes to... I just hope, if, if indeed the fight does happen, it comes to the UK, because it may not, but let's hope it does for the, for the British fans. Tyson Fury. And for, and for big Tyson Fury, because I think he'd sell at any stadium now, wouldn't he, easily? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you've got a big heavyweight in Martin Bacoli, man. I mean, you must be licking your lips now. When you see the heavyweight division right now, and the landscape changes all the time in the heavyweight division. Do you know what I mean? Wilder, I don't know where he goes from now. He might even retire after that, being 35 years I, old. I think he will. Yeah? I, think, I hope he does. Because hmm. that was a hell of a beating he got last night. The last two And he went, went out in his shield last night. You know what I mean? Nobody can... I mean, he's had a fantastic career. He's made a lot of money. Go out well, go out well. You've got your faculties about you. You've got a young family. Go and enjoy the rest of your life. Definitely, I think that's the best thing to do. Uh, but like I said to you, like the, the landscape's changing all the time, man. You must be just itching to get Martin and just in the, into a position now. Hundred percent. I mean, listen, another fight or two, another fight or two. And, well, Martin, if it was down to Martin Bacoli, he would fight. He'd fight. He would generally he'd fight anybody around. Mm. But that's what I'm here for as his coach and manager. And MTK as an advisory service to give him the best advice and 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 uh, steer a, a a good path to the world title ourselves. Definitely, right, Billy. Give me one final word on Tyson Fury then, and the fight that we saw last night. Um, just a fantastic performance. Um, anybody that's got any doubt that he, you know about his ability is not a boxing person. Doesn't understand boxing. And he's, uh, you know, he's undoubtedly now number one in the world. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the guy fights Martin McCauley. <laughs> I knew that was going to come. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Billy, uh, I'm going to get ready for Tyson's pool party, so I do appreciate your time, man. Oh, you get your budgie, sm- budgie smugglers on me, man. <laughs> you know it, I have to. Congratulations on your victory with James. Aye, thanks, mate. I do appreciate that, man. That's, that's uh, studying Billy Nelson's coaching technique. Oh, that, that shouldn't take you a hell of a long time, should it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the win. That's the main thing. Uh, Billy, thanks okay. very much for doing this, man. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed the fight last night. And hopefully I'll, I'll come and see you when I get back. I'm back tomorrow, so I'll come and see you. I'm back Tuesday, so I'll come and see you. Okay, mate. All the best. And uh, congratulations, con- congratulations, Tyson Fury for this. All the best. Well done, mate. Cheers, Billy. See you soon. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye. This is Coon Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's the morning stroke afternoon after. Delighted to be joined here in Las Vegas by Mr. David Hay. And to your word, which you promised me the other day, that you would, whether you were right or wrong, we would uh, dissect last night's activities. Uh, first of all, um, stunning performance from Tyson Fury. Um, I feel like a bit of deja vu because... You know, you obviously said you were backing uh, Deontay Wilder um, a couple of days ago. Um, was it a case of you got it wrong again or not? Yeah, definitely got it wrong. I thought um, Wilder, now that he was coming in, both guns blazing, he's got his right hand back, um, that that would be enough to to take Fury out if the opportunity arose, which I knew at some stage it would. Nearly happened. He, he heavily um, put put Fury down a couple of times. You know, I think it was in the fourth round. And you know, to Tyson Fury's credit, he was able to shake him off and get back up and put it straight back on uh, Wilder. You know, he not only was it a, uh, a great performance by um, Fury, he took Wilder's best, the biggest puncher I, I consider, the he- heaviest single punch in heavyweight probably ever with that, with that right hand. And he took it clean in, the, <laughs> clean in the forehead and it shook him to his boots. The same thing, he took him with a short right hand around the side of the head. You know, that shot, the same shot's knocked out 41 people in the past. And... Um, Fury showed that he, as good as everyone thought his chin was prior to that fight, they've got to now say, okay, what more can he do to prove it against the biggest puncher, you know, biggest single puncher out there? So it was a great performance. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And it was a fight where both fighters showed up, did their very best, and we got a very, very clear conclusive victor and Fury you know there's nothing really more he could do now other but that performance for me shows he's number one I thought 
in the first fight they had, the fact that he was so heavily put down. Um, and in the second fight, I kind of dismissed that second fight because because <coughs> I'm aware that you know Fury was so Wilder wasn't you know he only had one arm in that fight, and it kind of showed in the third fight um, how much more he brought to the table. I'd, uh, he looked very very tired, Wilder, from early, you know, loading up on punches way too way too soon, you know, kind of a schoolboy era. But he's he's been able to not learn how to pace himself in fights because he's never needed to. Rewatch his fight with um, King Con Ortiz and you'll see that he, he just waits and waits and waits. This time he wasn't waiting, he was trying to force it and when you force it, it doesn't work. But tough lesson to learn. Credit to Wilder, you know, a lot of people after that fight because it was so conclusive, you know, a lot of people were right Wilder off. But he showed tremendous heart and balls to stay in there and no, true to you know, true to his word, he said he, he didn't want his corner, you know, breathing through the towel, and to save him for this day, which was a great day, and it it, was, it appeared from everyone else's point of view to be the right thing, you know. And this time round, um, I'm I'm pretty sure Maddox Scott was on strict instructions. No matter what happened to him in that fight, no matter how much of a beating he was taking, don't even pick up that towel to throw it, because you know I'd rather go out, you know, I'd rather die in the ring. He said that and. He proved that he went out. He, he he finished on the battlefield with no bullets left in his gun. He could not have done anything more. Credit to him. David, let's talk about that a little bit because we were talking off camera about this as well. The um, considering what happened with Mark Breland and, and Deontay Wilder from the second fight, and obviously Mark Breland not being involved as a result of his decision on the night. Now, Malik Scott, we don't know this for definite, but we are assuming that there were kind of pre-fight in the camp talks that he was not to be pulled out under any circumstances. But as a trainer and your corner team, surely there is, regardless of, of, of what's being said, there is a basic duty of care to your fighter. How far do you, do you push it where your head says to you, he's told me not to pull it out, he's told me not to pull it out, but I have to do it. Like, where is the balance for that? Technically, a, a fighter's corner isn't allowed to pull you out during a fight anyway. That's only the referee can kind of stop the fight or the doctor can stop the fight. You, your corner shouldn't really be able to stop it. And, um, you know, I, I, I've, had, I've been stopped a couple of times in the same way against Carl Thompson. Uh, the towel came in against uh, um, Tony Belli. Went to the, the second fight, the, obviously the first fight, the towel came in, Shane McGoon threw the towel in. And on both occasions, at the time, I was like, "What are you doing?" What? Honestly, it's like it was a it was a horrible feeling to be pulled out. I know what you'd rather go get stretched out than 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 get pulled out, you know. But as a, as a coach, you need to if you feel that there's unnecessary punishment, irreversible damage being done with fighters. <laughs> you know, there are fighters who you know, die in the ring. And uh, you wouldn't want that on your hands. Remember how Rocky, Rocky Balboa felt when he didn't pull out Apollo Creed against uh, Ivan Drago. He's got to live with that for the rest of his life. And uh, no one wants that, that feeling on him. There was a very hairy round for uh, Tyson Fury in that, obviously being flawed. And this was off the back of Fury flooring Wilder yeah. in, the, in, the, in the previous round. Uh, dropped twice. Uh, took his time on both counts, especially the first one. To, to regroup himself, but I suppose people watching that kind of were thinking, 
that this was kind of the moment where Wilder needs to kind of seize the initiative and, and finish the job, but couldn't do it in that round. Yeah, he, he was able to land the, the big shot that uh, he wasn't able to land in fight two. You know, he was uh, <coughs> landed right down, right down the middle of the right hand. He just unfortunately doesn't have the, the I don't know, the, the punch technique. Um, he doesn't really put his punches together in combinations. It's normally just a big one-two down the pipe. Outside of that, is not that much else. But that, that what, they're not one-trick pony, but the trick that the one-two is, has been his trick and has knocked pretty much everybody out with it. So um, outside of that, there wasn't much more. And uh, to beat Fury, you need more than just a one-two. You need to be able to do a lot of different things. You've got to keep keep moving him. There's just so many different elements to put in a strategy to beat someone as sort of big and strong and elusive and well-rounded as Fury is and Wilder. That was his chance. If he, was, if he wasn't going to beat him on the, after hurting as badly as he has, he will, ne he will never beat him. He could fight him another 100 times and that was his chance. I think maybe the first fight was his real chance. If he turned up for the first fight in the shape he turned up in this fight, um, with a strategy to jab into the body and, and, and what appeared like he was taking his time versus the first, what rewatched the first fight, he was throwing punches from way out of range. But Fury has significantly improved since then. If he was ever going to beat him, it was going to be in that first fight or knock him out or, you know, in that round. It was the fourth round, also the third round or the fourth round when he was uh, heavily, heavily put down. But, you know, it was, it was some real deep soul searching stuff. But, you know, when you're a fighter, you've you got to just roll with it. Tyson Fury, after the fight last night, took offence. I think the whole Team Fury took offence to um, the refusal of a handshake. Um, obviously, you've been in situations before where you've fought people that you've had murders with leading up to the fight. But um, should Wilder... Um, I know it's heat at the moment as well because obviously he's just coming off the, a devastating loss, but should Wilder have just kind of been the bigger man but kind of after having three fights with someone kind of just... You know, kind of taken that opportunity to put everything to bed. Yeah, it's easy to say. Yeah, of course he should have done. Um, but you don't know where Wilder's head's at. You don't know. You know, there's so much ego, so much. You know, so much at stake from his whole life is at stake. He's just, you know, Tyson Fury has literally taken his soul, and now also now Tyson Fury wants a handshake from him. He, he, I'm sure in his mind he's like, you've taken all. You, I'm not giving you anything else. You've taken everything. You've ruined me, and uh, maybe just he just said, I can't, I can't, I can't even give you my hand. I don't know what he said. I don't know how, he did. but you know, sometimes. And also, he's taken a lot of punches to the head. You're not going to be co coherent enough to maybe shaking someone's hand ain't that fucking complicated. But you know, you don't know where someone's at emotionally. You know, you don't know. You don't know. You might have had a breakdown if he'd have shook his hand. Maybe the real realization of that this man is just better than me. Maybe he just couldn't, he just doesn't ever want to go to that point. Um, I don't know, but it would have been nice for him to shake hands, embrace him and say, yeah, you, you're the better man. You, you beat me tonight. You beat me last time out and, you know, good luck in the future. But, you know, everyone's different. David, I've got to ask you, obviously after your, I don't know whether to call it a return to the ring, but an exhibition uh, okay, your exhibition about you, you you were kind of newsworthy headlines again by your very vocal call out of, of Tyson Fury I haven't heard too much of you from that I just wondered kind of where you are 
with that? Was that, because we've not really spoken, we've spoken no. obviously off camera, um, but was that a legitimate call out of Tyson Fury? Is this an actual thing? Because I know this stuff with John Fury is, you know, a little bit of back and forth going on there with yourself and John, but you were, seemed like you were deadly serious when you called him out in that post fight or post exhibition, shall I say. Um, so, yeah, how serious actually was that or is that? That was 100% serious. I said the, the only person I'd put my body through uh, comeback for would be for the number one heavyweight on the planet. There's no reason why I'd you know, punish myself and do what I need to do to put myself in a position to give myself any type of chance you know, if it isn't for, for the big one. And it is, it doesn't get any bigger than that. I'd be like a thousand to one underdog um, for good reason. And, you know, hopefully, as long as, uh, hopefully when Team Fury sort of crunch the numbers, when, they, when they're looking for this, something's going to happen in the, in, the, in the next two months where they're going to be looking for an opponent. And I know all of, I know that I know how big time boxing works. And if, when he works out what, money is generated with a haymaker fight versus any of the other options, although they may be on paper more respectable. He knows, he knows it's out there. I'm in, my, in the back of my mind, if it doesn't happen in the next year, then it might happen in 10 years time. But that's the only fight. It was, it was something that I didn't, it was a fight that did, it was two fights that didn't take place that I always wanted. It was Vitaly Klitschko and the fight um, with Tyson Fury. They're the two fights that I always wanted. The two, the, the, I didn't realize how, um, you know, at the time Tyson Fury hadn't, you know, he was struggling with John McDermott and struggling with uh, uh, Steve Cunningham, you know. So at the time, I didn't realize how important that victory would have been if it would have happened. Obviously now he's he just it's a few years on from those from those days like eight nine years now, but it's definitely what you need what someone needs to beat Tyson Fury hasn't been shown before. Uh, little little shades of him getting knocked down here and there, you know, but he he looks about as unbeatable as any heavyweight on the planet right now. You know he's taken the biggest shot from the biggest heaviest puncher. Wilder on the button and found a way to win. So, uh, how do you beat someone who's invincible? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe experience can find a way. David, can you can you understand why people would look at this as a little oh, bit bizarre and a little I would, bit like, yeah? I, 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 if I was outside looking, I would go, yeah, whatever. There you go. That's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it. I I know something that that they don't, and I've need I've needed this. I've needed a break. I had three years of doing nothing to do with boxing whatsoever, you know, and I was not interested in doing anything to do with boxing until the opportunity to do this exhibition bout with uh, Joe Fournier presented itself. So I thought, okay, it's only a, it's a, five, a month to five weeks of uh, prep. I was already, I was in, I was in regular, I was in shape, like as a, as a healthy human being, you know, I train every day, but not, to any crazy, not to not to any crazy extent, so not to any, not to any training, uh, no, not to any real mad intensity. But by having those years off, which I've never ever had in my whole life, I've never had that much time where I haven't been really 
doing some crazy training and getting injured. It's kind of allowed me to see where I'm at now. And where I'm at now versus where I was three, four, five, six years ago is a better place. So if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. If it's not, I'm cool. I'm generally cool. But I'm just saying, there's going to be a time where they're going to need an opponent. And ideally, if you want an opponent, you want an opponent that makes the most money out of all of the fights. So FYI, the haymakers uh, in the gym. If we're to kind of just remove you out of this equation for one second, he's up. <laughs> no, no, just, I'm just saying, no, 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 okay, because no. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying Fury's options at the moment. I, I know what you're saying because it's like now this trilogy is kind of done with. The Joshua fight is obviously he has uh, his rematch with Alexander Usyk. So those are out of the way. No. So there's the situation regarding Dillian White, who is, will be the mandatory challenger should he come through his fight with Otto Wallin? Um, or just to say, no, Otto Wallin is significantly better, younger, fresher, more awkward than Alexander Povetkin. Just say no. Okay. FYI. He's a lot better. So, um, so that's that's that what you're that saying? Fight, that, fight, that fight isn't a foregone conclusion. On paper, White should win it easily, kind of. But he's a big southpaw, a big, strong southpaw, and it's... It's gonna be it's gonna be probably the second um, the second toughest fight um, White's been in outside of Joshua. I think this is the second best opponent he's fought outside of uh, Anthony Joshua. So I'm, I'm sure he knows that anyway. He's, he's a he's a smart guy. He gets it. So just it's not a foregone conclusion. Just saying. Okay. Just finally, what what next for Wilder? What do you think Wilder will do now? I don't know. I really don't know what he can do, you know. He still one, be in big fights. He can be in big fights, but does he want to be just in big fights? What's the point in just being in big fights? He's been heavyweight champ, 10 heavyweight title defences. He's earned loads of money for these fights. What is, he, what is he fighting for? If he knows he can't beat that guy and nobody wants to see a full fight, he's lost too conclusively. He, the best he could get was a draw when... Fury had been out of the ring for God knows how many years and completely ring rusty. And the best he could do on that night is get a draw. You know, outside that, if Fury is going to be the flag bearer for the heavyweight division, he, Wilder's only interested in being number one. He doesn't want to be number two. We'll fight, some, fight for some intercontinental title. You know, he's either got to try and find a way back to, back to a rematch with Fury or wait until Fury retires and then try to do something. Well, the heavyweight scene is uh, thriving as ever. Obviously, it's taken a turn because of uh, Alexander Usyk's win over Anthony Joshua. But, yeah, it's exciting. So, whether or not you are in this equation in the next few months is yet to be seen. David Hay, thank you very much for sticking to your word. Because a lot of people tweeted me today when I bet Hay don't do the interview today. I said, well, of course he will. What if he said something and it didn't turn out how well, he did, he'll, he'll back it. Is I, don't, I don't follow the general narrative to what everybody says. Everyone always says, I, I just say it as I see it. And, you know, they say uh, a, a, broken, a broken clock's right twice a day. Recently, I ain't been, I ain't been right once. But um, I, make my, I make my decisions what, what I personally think, not what everyone else is saying. 
and um, yeah, so it's, when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I don't hide. I don't hide from my uh, predictions or my um, my thoughts. I think I tell you exactly why it is. I think this, yeah. and, and you can see that's my trailer fort and why I, why I tally up the way I do. And um, you know, if 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 Wilder would have been able to land another five or six shots in that round, and Fury wasn't able to get up, I, you know. It would have made sense, you know. The right hand was back. It was the right hand was there. That wasn't in the second fight. That my that was my my argument for this. My argument for the for the third fight was Wilder didn't have the right hand in the second fight, and uh, he did now. And that wasn't enough. He needs more to beat Fury. You need more than one right hand down the pipe. You need a lot more. Okay, David. Appreciate your time today. Um, yeah, I'm assuming you're around in. The rest for I'm a little around, while. Well, appreciate your time. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll definitely catch up soon. And if you've got anything to share with us at any point regarding your future, then let us know. Yeah. I'm staying healthy. I'm excited. To, you know, it's nice to to see uh, an. It's about as undisputed. As, there's no disputing that Fury is uh, number one now. You know, you've got Usyk with the titles he got from. Um, Anthony Joshua, but they're, they're they're redoing that again, and um, you know you can't compare Usyk's one fight and one win, or sorry, his fight against um, Derry Chisora and uh, and AJ as uh, better than what you know Fury's done in his heavyweight campaign. So I'm definitely uh, I, I I I didn't I didn't think that. You know, Fury was uh, would be able to perform like he did. Um, whether that was with uh, because you know, I thought maybe thought Wilder had more, more than that. I know he's got more than what he showed, but if you can't show it in a fight, it's irrelevant. You know, I sing great in the shower, but I stick a microphone in front of me, I'm not not selling any records. So just because someone has the potential doesn't mean you can't you can't tally up someone's potential. You know, you, you're only as good as what you prove in the ring when the lights are on and uh, Fury has proven without a shadow of a doubt that he, he's number one. David, thank you very much. We'll definitely catch up with you again soon. Sure.